the podcast's guide to the conspiracy, featuring Josh Edison and M. Dentis. Hello and welcome to the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy in Auckland, New Zealand. I am Josh Edison. Uh, also in Auckland, New Zealand is Dr. M. Dentith, but not here right now recording an episode of this podcast. Um, this one's a little bit late as it was. We were we were planning to record an episode late this week um, and then that just hasn't worked out. So I'm quickly giving you a little bit of a filler uh, and then hopefully we'll get a proper episode recorded for this week at the usual time. Uh, but I figure since M did a sterling job of, of putting out filler episodes while I was swanning off sunning myself in Thailand, the least I can do is uh, put, up a, put up a quick bit of filler for this week. Um, so we have a few things that we had uh, put in our notes for last week's bonus episode, uh, items from the news from the last week, which if we leave them until the next proper episode will be a little bit out of date, so they might as well form the basis for this episode right now. Um, so the, the first thing I was going to talk about then, and which I am going to talk about now, is um, you're probably already sick of me talking about the Behind the Bastards podcast. A couple, couple of podcast recommendations right now. Um, Behind the Bastards, which I keep going on about because I find it the most interesting podcast of the ones I listen to. Uh, we, but we finally, we finally got ahead of them um, a couple of weeks after we did our episode on the Bavarian Illuminati. Behind the Bastards did a series on the Illuminati, uh, although in their usual style, they uh, went into a lot more depth. It's a four-part series, so all, all up about five hours worth of material, um, and it goes into a lot more, a lot more detail, especially especially before and after. Because as we said in our episode, the original Bavarian Illuminati wasn't really active for very long at all before it got shut down, uh, but. This episode, uh, this this series, goes through the history of sort of secret societies in general, leading up to the formation of the Bavarian Illuminati, and then follows on afterwards for um, uh, various other secret societies that it uh, influenced um, and inspired in the in the years that followed. Um, the most interesting thing I thought about it though was where it talks about exactly why there are conspiracy theories about the Illuminati in particular, um, which basically basically comes down to the French Revolution. Uh, there was sort of, I think people outside of France from the sounds of it looked at the French Revolution going on and thought, this, how could this have happened? The idea that it could have been something that just sort of occurred organically didn't seem feasible. That would imply that the system in France was so unbalanced and unjust that it that it naturally led to some sort of people's revolution. I know that couldn't possibly be the case. So a lot of people outside of France and probably inside France as well uh, assumed that there must have been this 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 malevolent force behind it that was directing the whole thing. And because the Freemasons and the Illuminati had just sort of been in the news, as it were, had just been outlawed in Germany. Um, Various people decided, oh, they must have been the, the the these secret societies that were in the news must have been the ones behind it. And so that seemed to be the first instant instance of people blaming world events on the on the malign influence of these these the Illuminati, these secret societies who are supposedly pulling the strings in the background. Especially because 
in the case of the Illuminati, obviously the French Revolution, all about their, um, uh, what is it, liberté, égalité, fraternité, uh, and those were basically the three values of the Illuminati. They were, they were, they were, that was their sort of what they were promoting, the kinds of societal changes they were trying to bring about. So some people put put two and two together and got five, and that seems to have been where it started, and then that sort of got exported to the states and. Um, it's, it's, it all gets tangled up in sort of you know the the evils of atheism and things like that. Uh, but but definitely, if if you're interested in learning more about the Illuminati and what came before and after it, you could do a lot worse than listen to the uh, latest series in Behind the Bastards. Now another podcast I. I don't know if I can call this a recommendation because I haven't listened to it myself, so I can't really um, give you a decent impression. But I and I assume M as well have ended up on on various uh, email email lists by virtue of having a podcast that's to do with conspiracy theories, um, and so so I I just started receiving emails a little while ago about uh, advertising each episode as they come out of a new podcast called The Sound Mystery of Havana Syndrome. Uh, and so this is apparently an eight part podcast. Episode seven I think just came out. Uh, where they're going through the whole thing, and obviously, you know, if, if if you've been listening to our podcast for any length of time, we've talked about it a bunch because it's been around for many years now, and people keep talking about it and keep coming up to uh, fairly contradictory conclusions as to whether it's exists or not to begin with, whether whether it's um, the result of you know malign foreign agents, whether it's coincidence, whether it's some, you know, just sort of selection bias mixed with hypochondria or, or what have you. Um, and so this podcast seems to be going right through the whole thing, tracing back from the earliest reportings of it and um, going through, uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll give you their words. It says, the sound is a story about spycraft, technology, and the brain. It's a story where, at every turn, you're never quite sure what's real and what's an illusion. It's a story about how the Cold War, maybe, never really ended. We'll explore the wild and wide variety of theories that have been put forward. Could it be caused by noisy crickets or mosquito spray, or could it all be a mass delusion? We'll hear from the cast of characters who inhabit this, inhabit this world, diplomats and spies, neurologists and physicists, skeptics and believers, and with their help, begin to piece the evidence together. Uh, journalist by the name of Nikki Wolf um, is is helming this one. So if you if you want to hear more about Havana syndrome, this looks like it's a fairly in depth investigation. But as I say, I haven't actually listened to the whole thing. Once all eight parts are out, I might sort of give it a bit of a binge um, and see what they have to say. Although this does give an excellent segue into some of the news pieces we were going to be talking about because this is they're nearly at the end. Uh, of this series, and uh, it was only last Friday, I think. When was it? I oh, know, last Wednesday, Wednesday the 1st of March, when um, newspaper reports came out uh, that the Havana syndrome was not caused by foreign, uh, by, by any sort of foreign adversary. So I, I would be surprised, I don't know, maybe that will be nimble enough to include this one in their final episode, which is yet to air, but um, I wonder I wonder if this um, is going to conflict with any of the other stuff that they've already said. Because basically what happened, I think it was first reported by the Washington Post and other news agencies have picked it up, but it's basically that the Havana syndrome, Havana, Havana, however you wish to say it, um, 
was not caused by an energy weapon or or, or any sort of uh, action by any sort of a foreign adversary. And so, and the, the wording is this, that that uh, U.S. intelligence has concluded this. Now, as I as, as I've been noticing a bit lately. The U.S. has a lot of intelligence agencies. We we, we probably know this, uh, and they all say a lot of things, and they don't always necessarily agree with one another. Um, but in this case, so apparently, this uh, seven seven intelligence agencies were involved in this investigation. The article that I'm reading doesn't actually list them. Possibly the original Washington Post one does, but I don't have a subscription, so I can't read it. That's that's the internet these days. Um, but so it, it's basically said, uh, the quote is, available intelligence consistently points against the involvement of US adversaries in causing the reported incidents. Um, so of, of these seven intelligence agencies that were involved in this report, five of them said uh, foreign adversary involvement was very unlikely, one simply said it was unlikely, and one of the agencies uh, didn't, didn't give a conclusion. They didn't say which is which, though. So they said they were, they were open, open to new evidence. They, they, they sort of, they've said they can't find any evidence of sort of energy, energy weapons or foreign agents doing anything. They said they were open to new evidence that... That this could be the case if, if if new evidence came along. They said that you know that they're not conclusively saying no. There's no way it could have been that. It's just that there is no evidence they can see that did it. That uh, that, that was what had happened. Um, they say there is there is no credible evidence that a foreign adversary has a weapon or collection device that is causing AHIs. That's uh, anomalous health incidents because everything has to have a three-letter acronym. That's just that's just good spycraft, as I understand it. Um, now, of course, if you've been listening to us for a while, we, we, we tend to pounce on any sort of um, development in this case. And last year, there was a, a, a case also from, quote unquote, US intelligence that basically said that, that yes, it was a, a electromagnetic energy or ultrasound uh, could have been, could, could very plausibly have been behind Havana syndrome. Now, that panel... Uh, was was that, that that 2002 report was the outcome of a panel which convened, convened in 2021 by the director of national intelligence, the director of the CIA. Now, this this people have um, pointed out problems with this. Um, they basically say that uh, they uh, where are we? Three agents. So I think this this is the report on that. It says, um, in light of this and the evidence that points away from a foreign adversary, causal mechanism or unique syndrome linked to AHIs, IC agencies, IC and intelligence community agencies, assess that symptoms reported by US personnel were probably the result of factors that did not involve a foreign adversary, such as pre-existing conditions, conventional illnesses and environmental factors. So this report does say that the uh there were, there were what's the quote Methodol- methodological limitations to that earlier earlier report and uh they say that they 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 don't uh seem to place a lot of stock in its findings and once again out of those seven agencies three of them have high confidence in that assessment that the previous report uh is is unlikely three of them have moderate confidence and one has low confidence um, now, obviously, this this like 
as is probably always going to be the case from now until the end of time, has not settled the matter entirely. Um, the article that I've read ends with a quote from a man called Mark Zaid, who's uh, an attorney representing victims from the, the various federal agencies who claim to be victims of Havana Syndrome. Um, so he, he says that these the findings of this report are very disconcerting and is already planning to challenge their conclusions. He says, until the shrouds of secrecy are lifted and the analysis that led to today's assertions are available and subject to proper challenge, the alleged conclusions are substantively worthless. Strong words. Uh, continues, it is inconceivable based on an overwhelming number of unanswered questions that today's report will serve as the last word. Well, no, it definitely won't, I think, as I said. It says this is what they think. This is that that they they think there is evidence that something didn't happen. They are open to the possibility of other evidence coming along that shows that it did happen. But either way, no no one hundred percent conclusion. This is exactly the case. So I don't know. Uh, we haven't heard the last of it. We know this. This, this, this. I think is just the ongoing theme. Um, so maybe it will be worth listening into that whole podcast series and see where they take things. Um, but for now, that's that's where it stands. Now that was the one bit of news uh, that we were going to talk about. Uh, if, if had we left it till this week, it would be more than a week out of date. So best we talk about it now. The other one was one. This was the one that I saw last Friday. Our good friend, our good friend, the false flag, uh, but not uh, as as it most depressingly is invoked these days in the case of a uh, a mass shooting incident in the in the United States. This is an actual false flag wartime thing. There have been accusations of it going on in the Russia Ukraine conflict. Um, so towards the end of last week, um, Russian Russian uh, outlets were claiming that Ukrainian forces had had gone across the border from Ukraine into into Russia. Um, and and were attacking forces within within Russia. Um, so there was a talk of the, the, referred to them as um, saboteurs. Some reports said there were up to fifty Ukrainian fighters. Some said up to eighty. There was talk of hostages being taken. Um, uh, people shooting at at, at at various people at civilians. Claims that there's a resident was killed. A ten year old child was wounded. Um, talk of shelling of, of a couple of villages in Russia. Um, and then, yes, there was th- there were a lot of reports going around. There was, uh, after there were reports of that these two villages, Lomakovka and Sushani, had been shelled, then there was talk that, there, that people had been taken hostage in those villages. One claim of up to 100 hostages having been taken, but uh, having been um, taken, but that appears to have been an exaggeration to the point of never actually happening, perhaps. Uh, so the, the, it was, yeah, the, the, there were a lot of reports. They weren't 100% consistent, and there does not appear to have been confirmation from external forces. But the quotes from this footage were basically saying, look, look, look at here, here are the Ukraine, Ukrainians storming into Russia, fighting civilians, um, Look how evil they are. Now, Ukraine, of course, has said uh, that this did not happen at all. Um, the 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 story the story itself um, is sort of headlined that there are the claims of a false flag event. Although the actual quotes they give from Ukrainian uh, people in the Ukrainian military or leadership 
don't actually use the phrase themselves. They more suggest that it's just uh, that it might just be completely untrue. But um, they 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 essentially say no. The Ukraine, uh, they're not they're not. What are we? Uh, let's 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 give you the quote. This is from a Ukrainian uh, Colonel Anatoly Shtevan. He says. They do not take into account the fact that soldiers of the defence forces of Ukraine have never resorted to provocations, are not resorting to them now, and will not resort to provo- provocations. Uh, so yes, there, there are, as uh, has always been the case, and this should come as no surprise whatsoever, conflicting reports coming out of Ukraine and Russia. But this is the first time I'm aware of that there have been uh, claims of an attack by one side, which the other side is suggesting are either untrue or if they are true, are some sort of um, false flag event designed to um, to discredit the opposing force and possibly to whip up, uh, you know, anti f- further whip up, I guess, anti-Ukrainian sentiment within Russia. So it's, I mean, nice is not the right word. Uh, refreshing, I guess. It's refreshing to see a false flag incident um, being proposed in the sort of context that false flag incidents were first um, first first brought up, and not as a knee jerk response to something like a mass shooting that um, that, 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 that that these days people just seem to have sort of a sort of a template, just a stock response when something like that happens. Oh, it was a false flag. Now. Uh, those were all the things I had to talk about, which of course means now I'm going to have to look up new things to talk about for our bonus episode uh, in, in the next one we next one we record. But that's okay. I would have had to have done that anyway. Um, if you'd like a little sneak little sneak preview, next our next episode will be a back to the conspiracy episode, uh, part of our new ongoing series where having been talking about podcasts for so damn long we've a run out of 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 new things to talk about a little bit and b uh it's been so long since we talked about some things that they are actually worth um taking a taking another look at uh to a see if there have been new developments since we last talked about them and b give people who haven't been listening to this podcast for as long as we have been recording it which once again it's a very, very long time. Uh, a chance to hear us talk about those things. So I won't tell. I, I won't give away exactly what the subject of this back to the conspiracy episode will be. I'll just say it's one of the classics that we talked about in December of 2014. So I think that's. I think that's all I have to say to you, people, our lovely listeners, uh, right now. I don't have also a bonus episode for our beloved patrons, um, but don't, rest rest assured, you guys will have a bonus episode coming when we record a, a proper actual episode sometime later this week. I'll put this one up as soon as I can, so there isn't uh, you, you don't get too many piled on top of you at once. So, um, hopefully, all will be back to normal uh, n- the next time you hear from the two of us. I should actually say I, I do have the wherewithal to get over to Em's uh, place so we could actually record an episode together and we could even potentially maybe go back to recording video episodes like we did a very, very long time ago. But um, we'll just take things as they come for now. That's, that's, that, that may be something on the cards in the future, but exactly how soon uh, I couldn't possibly say. So for now, 
thank you just for being our listeners. Um, we apologize for the the uh, disruption and regular transmissions, but things will be back to normal as soon as possible. But until then, I'll just go ahead and say goodbye. The podcast's Guide to the Conspiracy stars Josh Addison and myself, Associate Professor M.R.X. Denton. Our show's conspiracy producers are Tom and Philip, plus another mysterious anonymous donor. You can contact Josh and myself at podcastconspiracy at gmail.com, and please do consider joining our Patreon. And remember, remember, oh December, what a night.